Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. I almost forgot to say anything. <laughs> I was just staring to see if it was recording and I was watching the time go. <laughs> and I was trying to prepare something that didn't say it's Friday. So like, coming to you from my super melty hot car right now. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. But <laughs> I'm trying. I got to work on my spiel. At least it's quiet. At least it's quiet. Exactly. No barking dogs or crying children. I'm good. I'm in my car. I'm outside. I hear some birds. Tweeting, chirping. I'm not sure Aww. what the word is. It's like your Cinderella. Right? Oh, I wish they could clean my house. <laughs> <laughs> I think you get arrested for forcing a bunch of animals to clean your house. I, I feel like that's animal True. cruelty. From the vegan, no less. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> so, you know what I found out this week? What? A bunch of GH people have birthdays on my birthday or close to my birthday. No way. How did we not know this before? Right? And so I got really excited. I'm like, how is it when I've only turned super young that I figured all of this out? I think Brad's birthday, I think, is on my birthday. And I think, um, is her name Haley? Hayden. Hayden. The actress who plays Hayden is also on my birthday on the 26th. And then Steve Burton's, I think, was today. I think today I saw a bunch of birthday messages. Oh, yes. I think I did. I saw Carly, like, wrote a message to him. Yeah. Carly or, like, the actress? The, well, the yeah, I'm joking. I'm joking. Like, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> okay. The human. The human. So, so speaking of, of Brad. Brad. Okay. <laughs> the human who plays Brad had a birthday on my birthday. So speaking of Brad, he was in the hospital this week. So, there's a lot of stress going on for this guy. And I'm just curious about this, because I'm kind of moving off Brad for like a split second. Mm -hmm. But what did you think the meaning was, or was there a meaning for the fact that he like shared a scene with Carly and Bobby? Oh, definite significance there. because he is Well, because he's standing there with grandmother and great grandmother. Yeah. So so that's super bizarre. So do you think it was there to like sort of increase the anxiety? I think so, because, like, I thought it was hilarious that Bobby was all angry and then, like, brings Carly and be like, I'll show you what's wrong. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I basically felt like she said, this idiot is over here crying about pain. <laughs> yeah, because it was, it was just strange. Like, I mean, because they're like, somebody in the family is ill. And then I'm like, all right. Um, and I also noticed, so they bring in Lucas. And I just found it funny how they're all like, Carly ratted us out. But I'm just like, how does Bobby not know? And I'm just sorry it. Since when is Bobby fragile? Like, I mean, let's forget we haven't gotten to, like, her medical issues. I'm just saying, I've never really... I mean, her daughter's Carly. <laughs> She's been put through the ringer. I'm just saying, this little incident that you're trying to save her from, what did Bobby need protecting from? Well, that's what I didn't understand, too. Carly's her daughter. Luke is her brother. Like, she, nothing will surprise her. No, and I'm just saying, like, she's dealt with a hell of a lot worse. She's lost a child. Like, I'm just saying, like, she has the ability to support you. She's not going to crumble. Like, that's not who Bobby is. I think they just forgot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, like, one thing about that, I just found, like, the start of the week, especially with the, like, medical emergency. But I just found that Lucas is being more and more involved, which I think makes sense. (laughs) Like, but I was thinking of you because, like, we were saying how we want more scenes with Lucas, and I'm jumping. More. Yes, and I'm jumping way ahead. But that like protective brother scene, I was like, yes, you do that. You protect your sister. Aside from it being very, very hot, and also you could just <laughs> tell also the fear was coming out in that too. Yeah. Like, and he was getting to let out a lot of his frustration when he was defending Sam. But at the same time, I was like, but this is why you need to use Lucas, like. He has powerful sisters. He has people he cares about. And a lot of things are happening to people he cares about. He works at the hospital. Like, he's basically somebody that, I mean, I technically is sort of involved in everything. He knows everybody. And everyone is passing through the hospital. So why, given, like, who he is, like, who, like the families he stems from, why he has never been more implicated in the show is beyond me. 
Because there's, oh, there's very much room for it. I mean, I'm sorry, but even aside from this baby switch, you don't need this heavy storyline to give Lucas a space. And even during this storyline, he still wasn't even given all that much space until now. Oh, I totally agree. I, I really am on board with more Lucas scenes. For the sheer fact, he is a good actor. He's very handsome as well. And I think it was really nice to see him show emotion because he's always he always tends to be brad's strength and support yeah. brad is allowed to yeah. go crazy and lucas has to maintain composure and tell him that everything's gonna be okay he's always the butterflies and rainbows type of person in the relationship and exactly what you said like protecting sam in that moment from shiloh was protectiveness it was like everything kind of hit him all at once and he yep. was just finally able to have a release Exactly. That's exactly what it looked like. It's good. It was real good. Okay, so Bobby gets mad when she finds out. She's like, I'm going to go handle business. And I was like, what are you going to do, Bobby, to handle right? business? <laughs> like, with the minimal details that you've come to learn about the situation. And I'm just saying, like, of all the details you can come to learn about this, I just find Julian's role in it to be minimal. Oh, 1,000 I'm just saying, like, if you're telling this story for the first time, I just, anyways, I just don't see how, like, he factors in, but then she shows up, and I was like, okay, so what, it, okay, so what do you think of her, of her just going straight for Julian on this one? Oh, and we've talked about this last week, but I'm getting a little irritated with everybody just kind of coming at Julian like he legit murdered someone. He did not. He did what he felt. He was put in a position where he had no choice and it kind of snowballed. He still handled it to the best of his abilities. And we are seeing that. And obviously they are not watching GH. So they are not seeing how it's all mm. unfolding. They're automatically jumping to him using his old ways and old tactics to approach situations. So I was just like, I was, I'm just not down with this whole like attack Julian thing. Like let, let it be already guys. Like there are far worse situations. Let's all get on board and figure this out from this point moving forward. Exactly. And the thing with me at first, I was just like, maybe I've been in the world of Port Charles a little too long, <laughs> but I was just sort of like, well, what does it matter that someone else committed a crime on behalf of your son? Cause, yeah. <laughs> because I'm just saying <laughs> that Julian won't allow Lucas to go down for it. And I'm just saying you, if you can't trace it back to Lucas, Regardless of how it looks, it's not about how it looks. It's about whether or not you have proof of what happened. I mean, they technically adopted a baby from this woman and they didn't know the backstory to everything. Exactly. So how would they have a motive? Anyways, it, it, whatever, motive or not, the point is he didn't actually commit the crime. So therefore he can't exactly be punished for it. So for me, I was just like, how could you be so upset that somebody would commit a crime on behalf of your kid and put themselves at risk? Like, I just feel like, it may or may not complicate things for Lucas. I don't know. I just felt like the consequences fell mostly like on Julian and even mostly Sam because she actually impersonated another person. Like she, oh. she pretended to be Willow. Exactly. And then <laughs> what do you think of that slap? He did not warrant that slap, but I love a good cheesy soap opera slap. I was just wait. I needed the drink first and then the slap and that scene would have been complete for me even though it wasn't warranted. But that's exactly how I felt watching it. Like I don't even think in that moment I was looking at like Bobby slapping Julian. I was just sort of like oh fun a soap moment. You know what I mean? Yes! Like a classic <laughs> soap reaction. That was more my reaction as opposed to like me, me thinking about like her actually slapping him. I just thought it was a fun moment, but I really love this history lesson. So Mikey says what 81 says, yeah. How come nobody comes down on Sam, right? Why yeah. is Julian the brunt of everyone's iry and Bobby's need to slow Bobby needs to slow her roll. Apparently she forgets how she kept Lucas from his natural mother for a while on purpose oh <gasps> damn yeah that's really bringing some history and some uh yes and someone else also kind of referenced something too they were like prince fan forever 1970 says um bobby luke wasn't a saint but you still ride with him <gasps> but it's true though you know what i mean like she doesn't like sunny but she's like aside from like all those like historic characters even when it comes to carly and sunny i mean she may not agree with what he does but she still supports them I won't That's ever really very... go against them. 
So, I mean, yeah. And I, and I guess that's the thing, too. Like we said, they look at Julian the, in the exact same way they've always sort of held him. And I think for me, what was interesting about that scene was that I got to see how Bobby sees Julian. So when she went up to him and when she was making the contrast that, like, you're trying to keep your grandchild from a dangerous man and so was I. And technically he was. Like, the Julian Jerome character from mm-hmm. a while ago I guess was. Oh, I get it. You know, so <laughs> it was dangerous. And I, it was just really interesting for me to kind of be like, okay, so like, that's, that's where she's coming from. She still sees this person as someone she needs to protect Lucas from. That makes much more sense now. Cause I really didn't catch what she was putting down there. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause like, I mean, keep that in mind. And then you have N girl 79 says, Bobby is ticked and rightfully so. Julian should have known better by now that this mess always has a way of blowing up in everyone's faces. Bobby learned from her mistakes the hard way. She doesn't want for Lucas to get caught up in some BS. She's protective of her son. I can't blame her on this one. I can kind of, that's the thing. I can understand Bobby, the character, feeling how she's feeling. It's just there's somebody else who was involved who knew what the choice was, like Sam, and decided yes. to do it anyway. And this is someone that everyone else trusts. And I just feel that what Julian did is not exactly far off from something Jason would have done. So that's kind of why I'm just sort of like, well, I don't know what to think. Because everyone's saying he did such an awful thing. But it doesn't exactly fall outside of the realm of what, let's say, the more favored characters would do. Well, like I've said, town pariah, town pariah. It's hard to get out. Yeah, I I, I, th- I think so. And uh, this is cute. Cinnamon um, Deb said, enjoy badass Bobby. She's probably going to tell Julian he made a bad situation work. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> she did. Or maybe she thinks uh, he got organized crime involved or something, which I think is probably that. I really think she's holding on to, to past ideas. And clearly so is Alexis. Either way, it's fun seeing Bobby with something to do. And that's true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> like it's, it sounds silly but it is true like she walks around being the nurse and I mean clearly she's been handed her own storyline she's been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes so she was she was hand she was handed something but I just found like I don't know she kind of got a lot in this week she had her her like her fight with Julian plus that that next storyline oh yeah that's what I was thinking too like when you said big storm like yeah she did really have a very big week and we saw a lot of Bobby this week. It was interesting. I was surprised. Yeah, we did. And the funny thing is, like, we talked about Kevin, like, how they really use his history and did something really cool to reinvigorate his character. And when I do think about Bobby, and I think about these people who kind of reference her, like, shady past, I'm like, if you're going to have Bobby in the soap, why not bring back some of that drama where it just kind of just surrounds her? Well, yeah, she can represent some of that classic old-school soap drama. Which she started to do, so who knows if she'll continue to do that. But that's what I mean, you need to use other people. Like, she gets along with Monica, but she needs to have maybe an adversary. Well, who is she? Oh, yeah, it was Nell for a while. It was, <sighs> really? it was, it was Nell for a while, where she kind of, like, went at her every chance she got. I guess I kind of missed a little bit of that. Well, that's really funny, because when you were talking about this, like, all I can picture in my head is Susan Sarandon on Friends teaching Joey how to be a dramatic soap actor. Yes, <laughs> yes, when you think about the slap. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so things really snowball for Brad at this point. Oh, my gosh. Brad was in a lot of scenes. So, one, he thinks he's dying. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes, he thinks he's dying. And I mean, like, I don't know, maybe that would be the better option is <laughs> the truth coming out at this point okay so before we talk about like the aftermath and let's say his scene with alexis and julian um yeah. well basically where brad continues to go crazy as he's as he continues to spiral with this whole thing let's go to the court scene oh gosh the court scene where do we even start well first of all we can't start be- until lulo gets there <laughs> Oh, man, that poor girl. I was just like, yell at these people, leave the room. And I just really can't stand. Like, I think it's really sweet that that was their surprise. But I I guess I was a little taken aback when, like, Lulu and um, Elizabeth were like, do you think she really, like, wants her job? Like, they were actually questioning her seriousness. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. It's not possible at all, at all, that there was something more urgent than this in her life. Like, not possible. 
Like, well, that possible. people have commitments in life, and she didn't know that this was going to happen. Like, no, she had clients. <laughs> she thought she was going to be fired, and she had, like she said, an urgent thing to get to. Why is the fact that she has something urgent to do mean that she doesn't <gasps> care? Oh, I know, because this is poor Charles, but Willow is still new to the whole poor Charles thing, and everybody in poor Charles, as we've discussed, in the morning, they just pop in on each other, nobody calls each other, and everybody just always has all of this time laying around. Oh, yeah. And Willow's has- like, I don't understand this impromptu party. I got shit to do. <laughs> well, she should because she gets a lot of visits in the day. But I totally get, get what you're saying. What, what bugged me was like when Nina was like being so calm and nice to her, part of me was like, does she see a necklace that I didn't see as to why she's calming down toward this girl? But then full Nina comes out as usual where she mm-hmm. thinks she pretends to be nice. It's like never genuine. She never genuinely makes an effort. She's nice just to kind of then spin it back around on Willow, which drives me insane. And so then Chase yeah. had to come and get her. Yeah, that was. I was feeling really bad because like the last thing she needed before. And Nina seems to feel that every time. Um, Willow is kind of low. She just like kicks her when she's down. And I'm really glad Chase was able to, he knew exactly where to find her because she was in the classroom. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And just scooped her up and uh, before, you know, he put her in shackles. (laughs) Well, she was too damn late. She was too damn late getting to court. And I mean, were you not furious with the judge? Like, were you not furious Uh, at listening to the crap that this man had to say? I, I had a really hard time with that scene. As it is, Shiloh is a wonderful actor, the human actor, and his character just boils this stuff up inside of me. So seeing him smirk, seeing what the judge is saying and how he's reacting to it and feeding off of it and then getting a rise out of Willow. Yeah, I I had a hard time with that scene and what the judge was saying. It was very hard not to throw something at my TV. I can't believe Monica dated him. (gasps) Right! She dated him and he's made a lot of the more upsetting um judgments like he was the one who kind of kept postponing any type of um connection max he could have with her daughter oh my gosh that's true oh my gosh you're just like an encyclopedia of poor uh, general <laughs> hospital and, and i was just so i was just so angry with him because i'm like but what you're saying makes no sense but i was happy that diane didn't let it slide she's like because i mean don't you understand such a thing as precedence if you allow this to go through what does that mm-hmm. mean for all the evidence that anyone else tries to bring in afterwards? Like, I don't have a soap law degree, but I know that that <laughs> was super, super, super shady. I agree. So what did you think about Willow's, like, confession? I was frustrated. Yeah? I was like, why, Willow, just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, we'll deal with it later or take a kickboxing class or something like that. Work out the emotions. When you're in the courtroom, you keep it zipped up. I, 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 just, I really, really wish that she could have really kept her mouth shut. Okay. So, okay, about, so about Willow speaking up, Elise the first says, great acting. As for Willow speaking out, the reaction is more real than being able to act like she never had a baby. Plus, it moves the story along. So what do you think about that? Like that perspective of her, her outburst. Okay, fine. I totally agree with it. But I don't, I just... <laughs> You just don't like it. You don't like him having an edge, basically, is what makes (laughs) you upset. And it's hard to verbalize, so thank you for doing that. (laughs) No, and I get it. Like, when I read this, I was like, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, that's a human reaction. Like, everybody could only act like a robot so long in front of him. I mean, even Alexis sort of, like, lost it with him the last time she came face-to-face with him. Um, But somebody else, this was kind of funny. So P.T. Moxie said, I loved watching Willa go off on Shiloh. Did anyone else laugh when Shiloh asked his lawyer to donate her fee to DOD? <gasps> um, her responses to him were priceless. And the cop in Beecher's Corner, if he thinks he can, he's going to OD Jason, he has another thing coming. He was sedated for five years in a foreign country and still managed to escape. So she had, like, a lot to say, but I disagree with it all. And as for, let's say, the lawyer's interaction with, Sh- with Shiloh, I have to admit, Watching and realizing that the lawyer, yeah, she's representing him, but finds mm-hmm. him disgusting, made me feel better. 
oh my gosh, it made me love, the, I love the lawyer to begin with, but it made me love her even more because she said something like, drop the DOD spiel and try to convince me why you should have your exactly. kid back. <laughs> exactly. And like, the fact that he was such a baby when like Chase was like, can I read Willow her rights? And he was all like, that's her boyfriend. I'm like, how does that make you look? Like, it just doesn't make you look mature. You're already winning. Why does it matter who processes this woman who's about to be arrested? Exactly. I felt it was very childish in high school, too, and the tone that he used. Now he stood up. It was pretty funny. <laughs> so, like, as much as we think the judge is, like, really way off. So, like, SC Hona said, Diane was right on the HIPAA stuff. The judge shouldn't be, should be the one held in contempt. And this is really interesting. So, Morlock.Debbie said, yes, he is a terrible judge. I think Shiloh has him in his back pocket for sure. <gasps> I don't blame Willow or Diane for going to jail. I wouldn't give in either. But that's the thing, though. Diane was willing to go to jail, but I just mm-hmm. think that Diane had a had a better chance of, like, getting out quicker. Like, she knew what she was doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, she knows how the law works. She knows how these things go. And she would have been out quicker. So as much as I understand Willow's outburst, it was frustrating because <gasps> Diane is such a good lawyer. She knew what she was doing. Okay, I have an idea. Okay, or, tell or me. A theory. A theory. More like a theory. Anyways, so... Willow is in jail right now, and exactly that. It's going to be much more difficult for her to get out, and she wants to keep her lips sealed. So what I picture in my head is that, like, the reason this needed to happen is because Harmony is in jail as well. So she wants to figure out if Harmony was involved in the whole dad situation. But hello, Nell is there too. Nell is going to talk about a baby. Like, how is this all going to come out? Is it because Willow, Harmony, and Nell are going to be stuck together in a prison situation. Oh, man. Willow is not cut out for that situation at all. No, she's going to find out that her mother was involved in killing her dad and that her baby died in one fell swoop in jail. Oh, man. I don't know if it... I mean, look, I think that's a really cool, like, like a really cool theory in terms of how things can come out. The fact that, like, Willow will kind of get all of the brunt of the information just like that. But I guess I'm just wondering if she, if it will go that far, like if she actually will get transferred to jail. I th- I don't know, but I think it would be interesting to see how it plays out if she wanted hmm, to take but an that, active but role. I, but I see your point and why, let's say, if anybody is to be arrested, Willow as opposed to Diane. Exactly. And then I don't know if they have, like the part I didn't understand is that, yes, that a uh, woman in Beecher's Corner said that she uh, took the rap, but was there actual hard evidence? Like, I couldn't seem to get that straight. Well, no. <laughs> well, other than her, well, other than her, I mean, it's helpful to, to for if she were to go on the record to say that she was sort of told to say these things because people in Port Charles loosely know what he's capable of. Like, they still have, like, the recording of what he did and it, they're establishing a pattern. Like, Harmony took the fall and so someone right. else took the fall. So, it wouldn't hurt to put her on record, but somebody said something and then I looked it up and it's totally true. So Philippe, uh, 1983 said the girl at the diner. So the waitress you're talking about mm-hmm. is actually Matt Cohen's wife, Mandy. So Griffin's real life wife. That all rhymed. That was kind of fun. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So that's who played, that's who played the waitress, but like, who knows if she's going to turn up dead. Yeah. That's pretty cool though. <laughs> so yeah. So she, so yeah. So I think that it, it would be helpful to get her statement. So that's the thing, like, I'm just wondering, is Chase going to work fast enough to get that information to help Willow? Because I was kind of proud of him for not being so, like, goody-goody when today he kind of told her, um, stay stubborn, like, to Willow. And also when he stopped Michael from answering Willow's question. (laughs) I I absolutely About how Jason... (laughs) About how... So that, to me, I was like, finally, you're kind of getting it because it was like... I mean, look, I know the guy has a job to do, but it was almost like his loyalty was his job ahead of just, like, anyone else. Like, I was, you know what I mean? Like, that's just sort of, like, the vibe I got from him. Like, the fact that he was going to, he kept pursuing Michael to find Christina. I was like, seriously? Like, who do you think you're actually helping? So the fact that, like, he took the initiative to protect Michael, I was like, okay, interesting. You need to be a little bit more flexible. <laughs> no, 100% flexible with the law, moral flexibility. And just to touch well, back. Well, his girlfriend is not great at following the law. So I'm just saying, yeah. if you want to keep that going, you're going to have to be a little bit more flexible than you are. Maybe Chase's plan to get her, even though he wants her to maintain stubborn, maybe the way out of this is that she records Harmony 
telling the whole story about how her dad died. And that gets Willow out of jail. It gets the truth out of Harmony. You know what? I feel like Harmony was involved with her dad's death. I think so, too. Honestly. Like, because from the way she was telling the story, she was saying how her mom was completely infatuated mm-hmm. with him. And she was willing to kind of, like, push the dad to the side. So, like, I don't see her disagreeing with anything Shiloh would have wanted. So, I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, the arrest and then, like, the tea and the cuddles. It's kind of Aww, like arrests yeah. come with, like, cuddles and tea. Find me out. From Chase? Exactly. I'm good, man. <laughs> it's like it's like all the inmates you get like a cuddle before before lights out. <laughs> I was like, that's super, super sweet. Okay, so my only thing at this point, okay, about Alexis and her having these like confidential mm. client meetings with Julian at a oh, bar. Yeah. At I a mean, bar. look, <laughs> I am glad that Julian was present, but I just kind of was like I just was taken aback when she was just telling Brad, like, I'm just saying, this might be a conversation you should have with Brad and Lucas. Like, I don't know if you've picked up on it. Brad is, like, the less stable of the two. (laughs) I don't think Alexis can pinpoint stable and unstable. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Seriously? Oh, my gosh. Even just thinking about her conversation she was having with Julian, like, he's like, I love, like, the one thing that he said to her that I love that he said was, you're not the only one to love your kids. Yes, I because, did really like that. Good point. And it was just like when she was advising Brad and Lucas, like, I just didn't know what I thought about this. It's like, she's saying, just come forward and say, you have Wiley and it's, it, it's Shiloh's son. And I was just like, take a step back. What was bothering me was like, seriously, the woman who just kidnapped her daughter for good reason is now telling everybody else, to be honest. And not just that, like, I get that she's trying to put her clients first, but she's also acknowledged she's never had a case like this. And she also had checked in with Diane earlier that day because she knows their cases are very much connected. So I just felt that considering Diane was willing to go to jail, Willow mm-hmm. is now in jail, That and, and Diane is the one that informed you of this, I just felt like if you're going to advise your clients on such a big thing like this, shouldn't you just coordinate with her? Like, I just felt like what you're doing in your decision is not just impacting them. And I get it. You know, Willow... Would Willow even get out of jail because someone else told the truth? The whole point is she didn't comply with the law. Exactly. And I really like what I definitely think that Alexa should confer with Diane. But th- that's I- kind of what bothered me, like, the most about it is that, okay, fine. Like, whether or not this is a good idea, I feel like Diane should be the one to make that call. And I would trust that. <laughs> and I also, well, to the point, like, the the one sane thing that Brad said this week is, so I'm just supposed to go and play at the park? knowing full well that Willow's in jail. Yeah, that that was a bit surprising coming from Brad, that he was, like, I mean, I maybe it's not surprising because obviously this is why he's in the state that he's in. Mm-hmm. But just hearing him acknowledge, so, like, I guess it's just a glimmer of the good that's still left in him. Like, he did a oh, bad thing, point. but he's not necessarily, like, an overall bad guy. Well, he's making poor decisions, but for the ultimate goal of something good. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, I, 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 I don't know, like Brad, like Brad did a very bad thing, so we have no idea how this is going to play out for him, and it was the first time in a while that we actually heard Michael say the name Jonah. That's true, so we're getting closer and closer to all this kind of coming into play where he gets his son. I think so too. Oh. I think I know it just what you're made me think. Go, go, go. I think oh, I know. Let's see for right this time. So it just made me think of Sasha. Nope. Okay. Nope. Okay. <laughs> go ahead with what you were going to say. Not so all that in sync. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we are, but we're just like, we're all off on timing. Um, so I was just thinking, we discussed how um, Sasha and him and their whole lifestyle right now, and it was re emphasized again this week. And you're totally right. So Jonah's name was mentioned. Mm-hmm. Sasha's like, oh, no, Michael and I are casual, but yet I want to make a life in Port Charles. Yeah, like, those two things, statements, made zero sense today. I'm like, do you hear yourself? <laughs> I want right to stay in town mom. from my fake mom, and this guy I'm really not serious about. Like, I mean, I feel really committed to these two things. <laughs> I'm just like, all right. I feel so I like her. <laughs> I like her, but I was just like, what? <laughs> I know. It made me giggle because it just... It's playing out similarly to the way we said, like, they have this whole life of 
casual, fun, mm-hmm. part, like la 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 la, but he still thinks of Jonah and he still has that um, part of his heart that's always going to want to be a dad or, you know, feel the need to be with his child and soon enough he will be. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's going to have a huge impact. So it's either that she will evolve into wanting that and she's lying to herself by saying she wants something casual because mm-hmm. I kind of think I mean you're spending a lot of time with him you're calling it casual but like you wouldn't exactly move there if that were true so I guess we're gonna get to see you know the the truth of who Sasha is or what um, she's really, really made of <laughs> ex- exactly but I just felt like I'm sorry Valentine who are you to give this girl advice and then you're gonna try to play it like her family like his family's gonna do a background check on her I'm sorry but she's like no Nell like there was a reason they investigated Nell they've never really taken the time to investigate anyone else that he's um dated I don't think um (laughs) I'm like the stripper I mean even with Sabrina she was she was connect her ex was like a hitman that was Jason's adversary so I'm like that was maybe a reason for concern. Um, but, <laughs> my God, does he know how to pick them? Um, uh, right? But, like, it just kind of bugged me. Where he, It's like, what, you get to be the only one who loves the person you lied to and it gets to be just hard for you? Like, anyways, like, just the advice he was giving her, it was just bugged me because he tried to frame it like, this will be bad for you. But it's really not about it's bad for Sasha. It's bad for you. You, Valentine. He he's getting desperate, and even the way Valentina was speaking to Curtis, like come back to me with something new. But Curtis, like, what if there's nothing to find? But that brings me to another point with Curtis that I'm just not thrilled about. So, like, I agree with Jordan. So I understand that money could be a motivating factor for him. Like, I'm doing double the job. Like, I'm going to work mm-hmm. at Aurora, and I'm also going to be billing uh, Valentine for all of this. But I just. You know, she was just saying, why him? Like, why work for the bad guy? Oh, my God. I loved when she said that. I actually put it in my notes. I thought it was very well said because this is the question that we've been asking last week. Like, why is he making these decisions? And I still don't understand. Because, like, again, the money issue. But he's said, like, he's being paid really well at Aurora. And this is just, like, a short-term little contract job he's doing for Valentine. Like, how much is he really paying you? So, I don't know. I guess it bugs me because Curtis basically told Valentine that, like, you know, Nina will feel betrayed if she finds out that you're doing this. But the fact that you agreed and you're friends with Nina and you're lying to her and Nina finds it weird that he took this job. I feel like you don't get to vent that and you don't get to say that to Valentine because by working with him, you are betraying her as well. Oh, 1,000%. And then he tried to frame it when he was talking to Sam that I'm doing this for Drew. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm doing this for all kinds of convoluted reasons. Are you forgetting what you were hired to do? And (laughs) this was about, like, Nina and all this crap. And now it's about Drew. And I'm just like, even the conversation with Sam, I'm like, how are you not getting from your conversation with Sam that Jax is a decent person? Because she doesn't seem like overly thrilled about Jax it was an ex to her which I was surprised because I think it was in the stint that I was not watching and I was like oh I'm gonna have to google that yeah <laughs> it's kind of gross that her and Alexis like <laughs> oh my is. god I did not but so it's well I don't really well. know if Alexis actually did anything with Jax ever but like I do know that Sam had slept with um Molly's dad oh and, and also Christina's dad yeah. yeah, and and Joss's dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just okay, like this that is list. weird. I oh, like every other woman has like. <laughs> That's true. If you haven't slept with Jax or Sunny, you're just like not even a part of Port Charles. It's kind of that. It's really gross, but it's a little bit true. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess I'm kind of just a little bit mad at Curtis because I just don't really agree with the decisions that he's making, and I also don't agree with Nina going cuckoo because I'm just wondering. <laughs> I mean, we're far past that. In my in my mind, I'm like, what exactly happened that made her think that suddenly Jax was like against her? Like, I'm just saying, he explained a plan. (laughs) She renegotiated his plan, and he was like, "Well, go along with you what you want to do first, and then we'll do things my way." Again, correct me if I'm wrong. What did he do that's going against his word? Other than he he spazzed on on Ava, but it's just like he had his own reasons. He stood in the office where his friend was murdered. 
Exactly. It was a, it was an intense moment. And the part that made my blood boil because we're, you know, strong women and all <laughs> is that when Jax wanted to have the meeting, I said, I... anything you can say to me, you can say in front of Valentine. I'm like, are you I... effing kidding me right now? I was so disgusted. Oh, you know what I wrote? I wrote, what? I want to vomit. Ew. I think. <laughs> Like, that's what I wrote. I'm like, I think Nina needs a chat on professionalism. You don't get to have your husband at meetings. You handle them on your own like a grown woman. And oh, I yeah, took I out so the swear words between <laughs> grown and woman for our podcast. I just deleted them. Oh, that's keep kind it of you. Clean. But yeah, no, no, no. I was, I, was, I was so grossed out by that. Yeah, same. So I don't know what's happening with a lot of it. Like, a lot of people are unraveling, you know? Um brad is unraveling curtis is kind of in a discombobulated way yeah he's not the curtis we're used to i don't think no nina's kind of unraveling kim is like next level unraveling. yeah and like it's so hard for me to be critical of her because i know she's oh, going yeah, through a lot but it's just like you are making such terrible decisions and it just sucks it's hard and i mean like like as much as I kept thinking like okay she connected with Elizabeth who yes she got her son back but did lose a child there's Carly who who lost a child and I don't know if those conversations will help her because the other thing that she is struggling with is not being able to mother anyone else and this sound for a lack of like she does need therapy like I really did like how Julian came in and said And was really understanding. It didn't come in with anger. And that's not his character anyways. And he understands that thing. He's been going awry. so understanding with her. Understanding with the kiss. Understanding with all the time she spent with Drew. She's, he's made the attempt at putting her first by letting her go. So she can kind of like focus. You know, by complying with whatever Joss had wanted him to do. Like he's, he's done a lot for her. And the fact that she's just like on the side being like. I can hook up with Drew, <laughs> like, and oh I just like, gosh, like in my head, I was just thinking, like, you set up candles. I just don't know if like you can use nostalgia to create a mood with an amnesiac. <laughs> I love, yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was thinking. She's like this song, blah, blah. and then she just jumps on him, and then like five minutes later, she's like, "Well, we could get pregnant other ways." I'm like, "But you just tried to jump on him." <laughs> Exactly. What was supposed to happen with that? You were gonna like, what if he was into it, and you would have been like, "Oh no, I just needed the baby. I just not needed relationship. the relationship." <laughs> like what? And the thing, I was laughing because like when it happened, he wasn't pushing her away, and I was like, I oh, know. "Look at him fighting her off." And then I was thinking to myself, "I'll probably fight her off the next day," but he didn't really like not <laughs> not day. so much because so I so they make the- out for twenty four hours, I- then she fight. He finally pushes her off. <laughs> out again I'm like he's not he's not not into it but I mean I just I felt like he was more hurt that he was yeah. at second kind of like how Franco felt when he goes to Curtis first <laughs> right exactly it's the same feeling it's the same feeling and I mean I just think it was really big of Drew to come well yeah I'll give him credit for that oh, it's yeah, big of big Drew time. to come to Julian's defense but it's also something a sane person would do to be like <laughs> so you're in a relationship trying to have a baby with me and you're telling me that you're and I like that he pointed that out to her and I at least she told the truth you know what I mean about what yes. Julian said because he never said I don't want to have you right now you're mad at him because he doesn't want to have a baby with you in the thick of your grief and then she's like, but it was a mistake. I realized that, like, I don't, I want your baby mm-hmm. specifically. And that is an official decision she has made. Yes. Um, okay. That moment, before we hop to the next part of this, that moment when she starts hearing the baby crying and then they show an image of Oscar and the baby crying, like, it gave me nightmares. It gave you nightmares? Really? Well, it's freaking me out. <laughs> you really I'm have easily spooked. <laughs> no, I me really too. Me really too. Spooked me out. Like I'm easily spooked. And when I saw him, I was like, oh. And then when the crying sound came out of him, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so freaked out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Teenagers don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like, oh my gosh, are you gonna end up in a psych ward? And it was yes. funny when I was talking to Johnny about the scene. He's like, well, wasn't she one of the Carlies that was in an insane asylum? And I'm like. You know, I can't recall, but that might have been the Carly <laughs> to play that person. Because I think it was during, like, the breakup with Sunny. 
Oh, she had a breakup with Sunny that sort of sent her into a psych ward for a little bit. But yeah, it was just uh, look, it was it was really disgusting to have Shiloh <laughs> in her house. Oh. Uh, I was just like, and I get it. They covered it today, and they really explained why she didn't know that he was a cult leader. And I know that she had a lot going on, but I'm just saying, like, you were you're deeply connected to Drew mm-hmm. and to Julian, and I'm just like, how did you not know? And how do you guys not? tell her talk like, especially drew like there was something suspicious about him your son was there like how is this not a conversation you have to kind of warn kim off of of, of shiloh and i am glad that she asked julian you knew that i went to go see him after oscar died why didn't you say anything i did like that and honestly when i didn't know who she was calling i thought maybe she was calling elizabeth and when the door opened and they showed his face my heart sank I was I like, I don't know what she what she was going to be asking him for. I mean, I'm happy with her reaction to who he was, but mm-hmm. I'm just sort of like, Julian, you're missing a key piece of information here. Like, you're telling her to be cautious of this guy, but you're failing to say that this is the guy that you're protecting Wiley from. Like, the information needs to get out that she handed to Shiloh, but I don't know, maybe he isn't that bright because I thought he pieced it together Me when too. he was talking to Kim, <laughs> oh but God, then he yeah. had a scene at the bar where his videographic memory started to roll <laughs> and then he seemed to get angry. I was like, oh, you're a bit slower than I thought, but I thought you got it earlier. But yeah, no, Julian needs that info pronto. Well, here's the thing. I thought that when he, the thing is, and this is a soap and there's always these missing pieces, but it's like, okay, this is Shiloh. This is who he is. And this is what he does to people. Meaning, you know, what did you say to him? Was, did he ask you many questions? Cause that's how he extracts information from people yeah. when they're weak. So taking that conversation to the next level with Kim would have provided Julian with the information that he needed to know to be on guard. That's true. That's true. Julian could have used his information, like his knowledge of Shiloh to mm. kind of probe to see if any information got out. But I guess he didn't see them making that connection, but it's like, right. do you know where you live? You're like three steps away from everybody knowing everything. And it still gives me such anxiety, like for a lack of a better word, everybody's just saying Wiley's name so loudly in so many public places and talking about Shiloh and Willow. It gives me such, like, I just, I stop breathing. Like I hear people talking to the hospital at Charlie's and they're just like loudly saying all of this super crucial information. Yeah, it freaking drives me insane. Right? I have to say, Michael it was is. so amazing in his drunk scene. Oh my gosh. I wrote a little note about that because I feel like he, it was himself being like a real silly person and video game person, but also channeling a little bit of Spinelli. Oh, that's a really funny take on that. Because the thing is, like, when I've heard That's Awesome podcast, they talk about him and they say that he should do some comedy, that he's such a versatile actor. And it's just really funny how these are the small moments that make that kind of make me go when I'm watching it oh man they're a really good actor it's like you take for granted they play somebody that you're familiar with every single day but Mm -hmm. then when you see them do something a little different like that what if episode that that Sunny had like seeing Sam portray a different character seeing Dante portray a different character it was just like you forget oh yeah they're actors they're super good at it you know like just (laughs) you know turning themselves and transforming into somebody different so I in that moment, it's really silly, but that's when it made me go like, wow, like this guy who plays him is a very, very good actor. And the other thing that really stuck out about his interaction with Jason was just like a really subtle thing that he said, which mm-hmm. is like when Jason was like, how, "Like, what are you doing getting yourself thrown in jail? And then he said, saving you, I learned from the best. And it was a light moment, but it references Aww. a very, very dark time in Michael's yes. past when he got arrested. So I was just like, wow, that's, uh, that's really interesting. Um, and again, I just think that that cop is just so ridiculous. I'm like, you think Shiloh can protect you from Jason? Like, what? Right? I'm like, you I have not read the poor Charles handout. No. And then when Jason was like describing who that cop was saying like, um, oh, he's a Shiloh's enforcer. I'm like, what? <laughs> have you looked at Jason? <laughs> there's like, I don't know. There's like a height requirement. Of, like, a, I think there's like a physical fitness requirements I'm like anyways but yeah I just thought that was uh ridiculous that he thought he can take him but the other poor cop is like what's going on 
<laughs> I like when Jason's like, you're a nice guy. Find a job in a different town or something yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of like that comment. Uh, I like that comment a lot, actually. Um, okay, so this is kind of random. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought this, but when Cam... Sh- well, first of all, it was just really sweet of Cam to show up to Kim's place and just and bring her those flowers but it's just like when he was there and he was talking with um and like Drew was there like just catching up with him and just remembering that he does have a history with Drew I just Mm -hmm. kept going to myself what if he had a summer job with Drew (gasps) as well and then because like they brought up the internship but we don't know if she's actually going to take on the internship or not or she's going to spend her summer following Dev or Dev and getting mad And I love when Cam was like, they're interacting. He's like, are you guys just going to stare at each other? Or <gasps> That was my favorite because it was like a real person in a soap moment. Yeah, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, how are you doing this for? <laughs> but I, I'm really happy that, like, my hope came to be, which was that he got along with Dev and agreed with him Me about Joss and, like, oh. and wanting to learn how to take part. I don't think Sam, I don't think Cam needs to learn how to do that. Oh, my God, like, seriously. He's, he's in, like, a lot of like legal trouble as it is but I kind of like that because for me that kind of paints the picture for a fun teen summer for these kids which I think that they can kind of use I think so too exactly so what it made me think of is is last summer or it'd be summer or not they were going through Oscar's goodbye to the world list now this could be a welcome to poor Charles list for Dev and do all these fun things, these wonderful things that brings joy and brings really great memories to add to this friendship and build on this trio. And I really, really liked when um, Joss said to, <laughs> to Dev, I can't believe you're actually human when he stole her wallet or stole her phone. Yeah, I mean, it's just funny when he pokes at her privilege. <laughs> like, I said, you just stay at a fancy hotel in my dad's yacht, my dad's <laughs> And I was just like, oh, man. So I think it'll just be really refreshing. But, you know, you have to think, like, for Cam specifically, that was sort of the, the, the conflict between him and Spencer. The concept that Spencer had money and he didn't. So, I mean, he, I could totally see him relating to Dev in that sense. He's not, one of, he's not one of the rich kids at all. Um, so, okay, maybe I don't understand this. Uh, but it's just that the whole thing was they were going to pretend that Dev, Devin was Sonny's mm-hmm. cousin and Carly right. knew this and this was sort of the lie that they were all telling yeah she seemed to freak out when he was going to make it like official yeah that was very confusing to me I, I was like didn't we already go over the storyline guys like I thought we were all on board <laughs> so I guess she was okay with hiding someone but okay. isn't that just as illegal as like whatever else Sonny was going to do well, he's just legitimizing things now. It's it's just like he just kind of putting a bow on top of everything. I didn't see what the big deal. What are you as lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> so I just love how like um I like Mike's visits and how he shows up and it's really cute. I loved how he appreciated the tablet and all the shows they set yeah. up for him. Um, I love how he inadvertently gave Sonny a solution and is able to kind of talk <laughs> about the history of his family. Um, and super sweet that he asked them to stand up for him at his wedding. I loved having him there for that scene. Absolutely. Well, I just like seeing him. He's just amazing. Like, I just the fact that he brings in that like naturalness, like, like Sunny and Carly in the middle of talking about things that are important. And then he's just giggling over the stuff that he's watching on on the (laughs) tablet. So I really, really love like that kind of sweetness. But there has been rumors about who Devin really is. And I did notice that Sunny made a comment saying like, we do look alike. Oh my gosh. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Probably at this point not in time. Our <laughs> okay. So okay. there's there's rumors that he could be Brenda or Lily's kid. I was thinking Lily. I was hoping not Brenda. Me too. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I just can't. I just can't with that. Like when I started watching it back in the day when you were watching it, yeah, they kind of fit. But then it was just like with all these other characters, I just don't find they did anymore. Like not when she came back. No, right. Many... Not at all. But Lily's would be really interesting. But what makes me sad is how is this kid alone? So since Lily got blown up in the limo, or at least we think but that's, that's the thing. Happened. But that's the thing. She couldn't have got blown up if he survived. Right? Right? So like, how did that whole escape thing happen? I'm really curious to figure out what happened to Lily and then why Dev was roaming around Turkey alone. I mean, look, like, I, I guess that would be really interesting. But I'm just saying, how many more children does Sunny need? You know, like, I think I would be comfortable with the concept of him just taking in a kid and actually just helping somebody out. Like, I would kind of be okay with that. 
I mean, I, I don't know where I saw this because it's not my idea, but I don't know where I saw this and it could have been somebody's comment online, but somebody sort of referenced a similarity of Dev with Stone. So I wouldn't mind some kind of like friendship as opposed to somebody having to be related to Sunny. I agree too. Like there can be a resemblance and that's great, but I, I think so too, especially with Carly having a new baby and all of that stuff. Like we don't need to, it's nice for Sunny to do something good and take somebody in. That yeah, that that's what I think. So I'm I'm kind of okay with with that idea. But speaking of Sunny and Carly, things don't really look so good. Well, actually, we don't know, as the doctor said. Like oh, yeah. she's given we this don't diagnosis. Know, but it's so it's so stressful. Like I feel like it's one thing after another, and nothing has gone smoothly as of late for them in terms of all of their appointments. I know this sounds weird because it's like they've been pregnant. We've established that they're having this baby, but I guess I'm just not really seeing not like the point, but just like what does this mean for Sunny and Carly moving forward? What does this mean for their family? Because without this baby and this pregnancy, they have a lot of stuff going on already. So then you have this baby, but now the baby might have a medical issue. So part of me is wondering, what does this all mean? Like, what what is the point of this baby coming into their lives? And it's not because I know wrong with the baby, but I'm just like, it's an added drama that I'm just like, they have so much. Like, even just this week, you know, we were, we're watching... Carly and Sonny, but we're watching what it's like for Sonny to be in this place where he's taking care of his kids, even though they're adults, and having, like, um, and taking care of his father. And, you know, it's not, Bobby is, she's by no means fragile, but the point is, you know, that's something else that they're going to be dealing with. They care about Bobby, and that's something that they want to help and support her with, with her diagnosis as well. So I guess I'm just kind of curious, because I had originally felt that that pregnancy somehow would tie into Jonah. I would tie into some medical issue with Jonah as well. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah, I'm very confused by the storyline, and I just hope it doesn't ha- end up in heartbreak. I just, I can't quite figure out the longevity of the storyline. Me neither. So, I mean, I just hope for no more drama, especially getting pregnant after um, losing a child. Oh, yeah. Or does it have oh. something to do with Kim? I don't know. I really don't know. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. We shall see. So just not to leave things on a super sad note for the weekend, I had a <laughs> random thought. And I mean, look, I love Dax, and he clearly has chemistry with Nina. And we, we all know that there's going to be a love triangle between him, Nina, and Valentine. It's already starting. And honestly, it's not much of a triangle. I think Valentine's going to lose. Um, so, <laughs> but, I, but part of me kept thinking, you know, like, we haven't really used Drew. Like, even in the Oscar storyline, I felt like he wasn't all that present. And I guess I was just wondering, in terms of love interest, yes, he has Kim, but why couldn't he have stirred up some trouble with his colleague, Nina? He's not this big, romantic, big gesture kind of guy. And that's who Jax is, and that's who Valentine is. So I don't think he was, that's like, true. A, a good contender for her. Just, it just, I don't see the chemistry, and I don't see the big, dramatic gestures. Okay, no, that, that's a good point. And I guess maybe... I guess maybe I would wonder what would happen if Drew forcibly had his memories back and what character changes would that mean for him? I think would be really interesting to see. I agree. I would really want to see that and see how that evolves and if his memories are going to mesh together, if not, and how that's going to change his path with And his personality, because he clearly had a very different personality than Jason's, like entirely from what Kim has described. True. Yeah, I want to see that. Anyway, so on that note, you have a great, great weekend. You too. Bye. Bye.